Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So good to be with you all this morning, and uh, loved how we were singing early, or it's your breath in our lungs. It's the Spirit that fills us, and I pray that the Spirit fills our hearts and our lives, our deepest being with His Word and His truth this morning. Now, anybody out there have kids in school right now? Raise your hand. Are you, anybody out there have grandkids in school right now? All right. Anybody part of a church with a really big school that has kids starting up right now? Yeah. All right. It's getting ramped up, isn't it? And I don't know about you, but um, I got a few kids myself. And when it goes from summer into the school year, it's like a whole new thing, right? And you're trying to figure out the rhythms of life. And sometimes it's not easy. Is it, is it easy for anybody out there? Anybody else struggle with getting to, into the summer to the school? Anybody? All right, maybe I'm alone. Okay, I see a few amens right here. All right. I'm with you on that. And I was talking to a dad just the other night at soccer practice, and he was talking about how he has soccer every night of the week. Half of the nights he's coaching one kid, and the other half he's taking the other kid, but both kids got to go both nights because mom works late, and we were talking about just the craziness of what it's like to jump in to the school year. You got to get the homework done. You got to get enough sleep in those kids, right? You got to make sure they're fed. You got to make sure they're bathed at least once a month. And, uh, or is it once a day? I always get that mixed up. Anyway, it could be crazy, right? Especially if you got both parents that are working full time, then one kid gets sick, right? And then the whole system just breaks down, right? It's kind of the Southern California way of life. And whether you're a, you're a young family or whether you're in retirement or whether you're a student or whether you're on your own or whether you're somewhere in between, whatever you are in life, it's kind of the way that we operate here in Southern California. We're constantly moving from one thing to the next. And sometimes it feels like we're running around uh, like a chicken with our head cut off, right? I mean, it's like crazy. For so many of us in our lives, we're constantly moving. We're moving from one thing to the next. And most of those things in our lives that we're moving to and that we're participating in and we're experiencing, they're good for us. They're good things in our lives, right? And we're thankful for them. Some of those things, they're just kind of harmless, and it's just what we got to do to get done. And some of them, maybe they're bad. Maybe we should get rid of them, but it's hard to tell. The point is that we're a people and we're a culture that is moving at a rapid pace. It's part of who we are here in Orange County. But this morning, we're given an opportunity. We're given an opportunity to sort of pause from all the moving around that we're doing in our lives. And I got a feeling that if you're here this morning, you need that for your life. You want that for your life. You want to push the pause button for at least an hour. And you want to be here to rest and to breathe in the Spirit of God, to think, to pray, and to listen, to listen to what is God speaking to me, to my family, to worship God with his people in spirit and in truth. And so this morning, we're given that opportunity. We're given that opportunity to ask ourselves, even though we're moving from one thing to the next in our busy lives, we're driving here, we're driving there, we're picking up this, we're picking up that, we're doing this, we're doing that, we've got a checklist, we've got our routines, we've got everything that we need to get done this week, this month, this year. We have an opportunity this morning to pause the button and ask ourselves a question. The question is, where am I going? Not up here on all that surface tangential stuff that I've been talking about, but down here, deep within my heart and being. Where am I going? 
Where are we going? Where are we going as a couple? Where are we going as a family? Where are we going as a church? Where am I going with my life deep down inside? And that, that question is for all of us. And we had a bunch of college kids over at our house last night. My wife's a professor, and I was talking to a number of them, and they're, they're asking that question. Where am I going? And we could ask ourselves as a church. We could ask ourselves as a 930 Walker Hall worship community, where, where are we going? There's this quote, Pastor Tim showed it to me this past week, uh, from author Lewis Carroll. And he said, if you don't know where you are going, any road will get you there. It's a pretty profound quote if you think about it and apply it to your life. I mean, what road or what path are you walking down? Because if you don't have a destination in mind, any road or any path is going to get you there. But if you do have a destination, if you do have a goal, if you know where you want to go, well, there is a set road to get you there. And the funny thing is God's people have sort of wrestled with this over the years. They've wrestled with this question of destination. You look all throughout the scriptures and you'll see it. But this morning I want us to go back all the way to the people of Israel. The people of Israel, they were delivered from the, from the land of slavery in Egypt. And they were journeying to the promised land. They were out in the desert for 40 years. They're about to go into the promised land. And Joshua, on the edge of taking in the promised land, he pushes the pause button. God's people paused. They remembered. They remembered where they had been. They look at where they are now, and they said, this is where we're going. And they moved forward. So let's take a look. Joshua chapter 24. It should be in the handout. If you've got your Bibles, open it up. But Joshua 24, verse 14. And Joshua kind of recounts all this stuff I was talking about in, 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 just a moment ago. And then in verse 14, he says these words. He says, now fear the Lord, that's worship the Lord, uh, believe in the Lord, honor him, respect him, connect to him. Fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Verse 15, then he says, but, he says, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But he says, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. I just love that verse. I love how the boldness of Joshua, he's their leader, he's their prophet, he's their pastor, he's the messenger of God to God's people. And he's leading them down a road, but he's also saying to them, you need to pause for yourself. For me, my household, this is where we're going. This is the road that we're going down to God. But he said, I'm not forcing that upon you. I want you to pause right now. And I want you to ask, where am I going? And so the people said, well, this is what we're going to do. Verse 16, the people answered. They said, far be it from us to forsake the Lord to serve other gods. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us and our parents up out of Egypt from that land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our entire journey and among all the nations through which we traveled. And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land. You see what the people of God are doing right there, the Israelites? They press the pause button, and they're looking back upon their past, and they're remembering all the good things that God had done for them. Now, if you look and you read the Old Testament, you see that journey was not easy. 
It was challenging. It was filled with hardship and struggle. But they chose to look back and they remembered and see God's hand with them all the way. And so maybe you're one of those people this morning that as you press the pause button, that's what you need to do. You need to look back upon your life and see the hand of God moving in your life all along the way to see the road that you have been traveling on. I was talking to a friend of mine this past week who, and she's going through a very tough time, very challenging situation uh, in her family's life. And she was talking to me how the other day she was just thinking it all through and then praying about it, and then she started remembering She started remembering how God had been with her and her family through all the hard times, all the things that they had been through, and he brought them this far. And she said, I went to bed, and I woke up the next morning, and I felt a peace over me because I knew everything was going to be okay no matter how hard it got. She pushed the pause button. She remembered back like the nation of Israel. She looked forward to the road ahead. Joshua 24, verse 18, that's what the people of God did. They said, we too will serve the Lord because he is our God. We too will serve the Lord because he is our God. They recommitted themselves toward God and that road that they had been traveling on. They pressed the pause and said, we're going to continue down that road. And really, that's the first part of discipleship. Here at St. John's, we talk about a discipleship pathway, a discipleship road, a discipleship highway, you might say. We talk about connect to God, grow together, and share Christ. And that's that connect to God part. It starts there. And that road toward God starts with recognizing him for who he is. That's what the people of Israel were doing. He is our God. 1,400 years later, you can look in your hand out there in Luke. The disciples were also confronted with that. They're saying, who is Jesus? And they're saying, Jesus, he is our God. 3,400 years later, after Joshua, after the Israelites, we are here this morning. We're on the edge of a new year in many ways. And we're pushing the pause button and we're wondering and we're asking, where am I going? Where's my life going? Not my career, that's surface stuff. Not all the weekly tasks that I have to get done, not even my personal goals for wealth and health and relationships and the fact that I want to buy a house or I want to go on this vacation or I want this for myself and this is what I want for my retirement. None of that surface level stuff. But at the deepest core of who I am, where am I going with my life? And when you look at it that way, you realize there are really only two roads for humanity There are only two roads, paths, ways that we can walk on. That's the road to God or the road away from him. And we pause this morning and we think about our lives and we say, where am I going? Am I going toward him or am I going away from him? Am I walking closer to God or am I walking further from him? Am I connecting to God or am I disconnecting from him? Am I driving down the road and he's in the front windshield or am I looking at him in the rearview mirror? Last week, I was over in the sanctuary uh, leading worship, and I was talking to a friend of mine after one of the church services, and he was struggling. And I was kind of surprised because very, very devout man of God, and he was struggling. I'm trying to get closer to God. He's saying, I'm just not getting there. I'm working at it hard, but I'm struggling, and it just doesn't feel like I'm getting closer. And in really, in a sense, what he was asking, what he was saying, he was saying, what's the best path to God? What's the best road to God? 
And I know that struggle deep within. I mean, it's one of the greatest struggles and the greatest mysteries of following God and being a Christian. Because we, when we make our efforts and we make our struggles and we make our abilities and we make our spiritual disciplines, all those things are good for us in our lives. But when we make those the things, when we make those things the path to God, we end up making ourselves God. We end up making our path and our road and our struggles and our abilities and our righteousness and our thinking and our ability to manipulate and move in this world the way to God. And when we do that, we will always struggle. When we make it about us, our hearts will be anxious and troubled. And I don't know about you, but I look into this upcoming year and I got a little anxiety in my system. I'm looking at the goals, I'm looking at the projects, I'm looking at everything that I got to get done for my family, for St. John's, for myself, for all sorts of things. It's impossible for me to get this done. Anxiety starts to ratchet up, right? Maybe some of you are in the room like that as well. But my hope is that despite all the moving around that we need to do, that we can face this coming year not with anxiety, not with fear, but with confidence, with hope with trust and wonder about connecting deeply to God. And in many ways, the disciples, they were struggling with this 2,000 years ago. And Jesus, like he does, he comes on the scene. John chapter 14, he says to them, love these verses. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know, you know the way, the road, the path. You know the way to the place where I am going. But then Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And you remember NFL used to be up behind the end zones for a long time. John 14, 6, one of the powerful verses in the entire Bible. Jesus said, I am the way. I'm the road. I am the path. I am the highway. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father. No one comes to God except through me. And in that, we're given a gift this morning. A gift that it's not about my righteousness, it's not about my struggle, it's not about my spiritual disciplines, it's not about how awesome and righteous and, and intelligent and gifted and spiritually mature I am. It's about Jesus. He is the road, he is the path, he is the way to God the Father, and since he too is God the Son, he is also the destination. He's the road and the destination. And when we look at Lewis Carroll's quote again, if you don't know where you are going, any road will get you there. Connect to God. It's all about Jesus. We know. We know where we're going. We're going to the Father's house. We're going to God's house. And we know the road. We know the way. It's Jesus. And the connection that we have with Jesus, it's so intricate. It is a bond that cannot be undone by the circumstances of this world. When we were washed in that water and in that word, we were united with Jesus. 
We're united with his life. We're united with his death. We're united with his future. We're united with his righteousness. We were united with his resurrection. Everything that Jesus has is ours. That is who we are as God's people. And it's important for us to pause today and to remember that. That's one of the greatest things that worship does for us every week. We don't just press the pause every 40 years or once a year. We press it every Sunday. We press the pause button for an hour. We hear the story of God. We remember everything that God has done for us, everything that he promises for us. We consider where we've been, where we are, and where we are going, that road that we've been on and that road toward him, forward toward him. And so that's what I want to encourage you for this upcoming year. As we go into it, all the moving around, all the busyness, all the tasks, all the things, everything that's got to get done, I want to encourage you in this upcoming year to press the pause button every week for one hour and be reminded of where you are going. You're going to the Father's house. Jesus is the way. And you're not going it alone. We're all going together. Come to his house. Press the pause. Remember, be recharged and move forward, not because you have to, but because you get to. Connect to God and his people in worship.